With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it's me, Gareth Roberts, with a new show on the Anfield app called The Terrace. Uh, the idea behind this one is that we look more in detail at fan culture, past and present and future. Uh, get into things like fanzines, fan culture flags, banners, that kind of thing. Uh, we've got a few ideas on the go, but the one we're kicking it off with, uh, we're going to speak to a couple of lads who are involved with the Spy and Cop 1906 group. Uh, you may be aware of them, you may not. Uh, you should be. They're a group of lads and, and girls who get involved making flags, displaying flags, making the cop colourful and making us proud of what is a traditional place for, for support for Liverpool FC. So with me to talk about that, I've got Adam Cairns and I've got Sam Evans, who is one of the young brigade involved 16 years old and he's making me feel very old looking at him um, Adam start with you mate I mean just just explain for those who don't know where uh, what Spy and Cop 1906 is how it got started and where the idea came from originally it was a gang of lads um, who just originally make flags themselves we have our own ideas come up with our own banners and do our own things we ended up becoming a, a group of mates through it um, we, we'd still carry on doing it just as individuals, not as a collective. And we realised if we wanted to go on to do bigger and better things, we'd have to sort of create a, a name for a group. It was never an idea to be considered like an ultras group or anything like that. It was just sort of a, a means of calling ourselves a collective so we could do things like selling merchandise and stuff like that to, to raise funds to, to become bigger and better and make the cop look even better than what it was. I mean, there, there are obviously loads of, of famous banners and, and, you know, different ones will, will chime with different people depending on how old you are. So someone, you know, some people will be talking about the Joey Jones one. Other people might be talking about, you know, Igor Biscan or whatever. You know, there's there's loads of famous ones from down the years. It's obviously ingrained into into Liverpool culture. But I think what what comes across out of this group and, and what, what perhaps people forget is is the time and effort that goes into these and and, and money as well. I mean, you know, the, the down to the fabric, the paint, whatever. However, you're doing it, it costs money and it costs time to to do this, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, originally, as I say, when when we just done it ourselves as individuals and as a group of mates, the amount of money that we'd be putting into it ourselves wasn't sustainable for us anymore. We were we were aiming to do bigger and better things, and it was all coming out of our own pocket. There was never any help from the club or anything along them lines. It was just us as individuals basically putting all our, our time, effort and an awful lot of money into it. And it's not something that we ever wanted to thanks for or anything like that. It was something that we genuinely enjoyed doing. As I say, if we all had the, the ideas and passion to, to make it bigger and better than what we were doing and we knew the only way to do that was, was sort of ask for help from others and and try and get it as good as we can. But as you say, the the club is is known for the famous flags um, throughout the years, long before we come along and started doing it as a group, and it's something that, that needs to carry on to keep the traditions of the club alive. Definitely. I mean, are there any sorts of big flags, big banners that people will have seen on the cop that 
you know you've been involved in making that you know maybe roughly how, how much it's, it's cost to put together that sort of stuff to give people an idea listening um it, it all depends really because some of the the ones of like pitchers and managers or players that have got a lot of details and we've got got to get people who who can do the artwork for mm. that so they they come at a cost a lot of the flags have to be fire safety certificate rated and um, so again that comes at as, as a cost but it's mostly just materials and, and the paints you'd be amazed how much it costs to actually just get the materials alone and then you're getting that obviously the, the paint doesn't cost a great deal but getting the materials itself and the time and effort and putting into stitching them and stuff like that they, they do cost a, an awful lot of money and I say it you can't expect individuals to fund it earlier it, it is hard but for instance we're, we're planning on doing one for the Porto game in the in the next few weeks and it's, it's going to cost a good couple of hundred pounds just mm. for, for one flag alone let alone the ones we already have I think um, people sometimes will go that we haven't seen any new ones for a while without realising the maintenance costs for them alone we, Sam will tell you we, we must go through about 10 new poles a season for the ones we currently have just because of the materials often they snap mm. over, over times and the use and You've got to go out and buy a new pole for each flag, which is costing anywhere forty pounds upwards just for the for the one pole. So it, it is expensive, like yeah. And I, and I guess even just like a place a place to to put these things together. Like if you if you know if you're like painting a big piece of material, well, well where do you do with it? Like where can you lay all that out? Because I mean, I remember a picture kicking around on social media of one fella, I think it might have been a Sacco flag or something like that, and he put it together himself on on like his, his patio or something, and it had gone through onto the, it gone through onto the patio, which I reckon probably wasn't popular with his missus. Yeah, we've um, we've made them mistakes ourselves in the past, <laughs> to be honest, but we've been we've been fortunate in the last last couple of times we've been given a space by the club to actually do it. That's the first Brilliant. time they've, they've helped out. Um, so just having that space to be able to do something it's great because in the past we've had to hire out halls and, and venues to do it and obviously you've got time constraints then because it, it's costing you money to, to hire these places out as well but one thing that we, we quickly realised what you're saying about that that we always had to have the floors kitted out and, and laid out with covers because we have done it in the past where we've done a certain flag and when we peeled it up we've We've realised the floor where we're working's now got that image stuck on it as well. So, well, how did it come about to sort of the help from the club? Then, we, you know, that's a positive thing, is that it's a good thing? Yeah, it's it, it's a massive positive, and people we've been accused of stuff. You always see stuff on Twitter, you're in with the club and and stuff like that. I can assure you that's never been the case. You only need to look at some of the protest banners we've done down the years, um, and that's one reason why I personally say. We don't ever want to be tied in with the club in terms of funding from them mm. because it leaves you open to being under the thumb by them and being dictated by their rules. We see ourselves as just fans and, and in a way being able to speak for the fans and see what views they have. But up until lately, um, the relationship wasn't great and Tony Barrett, given his due, Tony Barrett's come along and I think the club with Tony there is going in a very positive direction. He's... He's helping out and he's keen to engage with fans, which is a massive positive for everyone. 
Sam, I mentioned, you know, sorry for keep mentioning your age, mate, but you know, you're 16, and, and it is a positive thing that you know you're in, you're getting involved and you're you want to be a part of this culture, which is goes back a long, long way. Uh, how did you get involved, and what, and what you know, what are you doing to to help Spy and Cough 1906 flying flags, making flags, everything? Uh, I first got involved when the coach Gleason was going around on Twitter for the Dortmund oh, yeah. game in the Europa League and then realised the atmosphere we created outside was going to make a difference, so we had to go inside, knowing we needed to win to get all the flags out. So a couple of me and my mates first got involved with that, and then have just been doing it ever since, every week. And like what you, what you see, I mean, I'm, I'm quite far back in the cops, so I can, I can see most of what's going on in front of me, if you know what I mean. I'm in uh, 304, and... Um, you know, you see, you can see basically there's a set of people that come out with the flags, they fly them, and then once the game's kicked off, they're putting them all away again. They're going off to the side of the cop, presumably for them to be stored somewhere and all that sort of thing. Even that, that's like stuff that people might not think about because it's only, a, it's a, you know, I guess in the grand scheme of things at the actual game, it's only a few minutes here and there, but you could well miss a goal or miss some great bit of action or whatever. You know, you're making a little bit of a sacrifice basically to help dress the ground in a way that we're all we all end up being dead proud of yeah um like adam was saying before it takes a lot more than what people just think because you've got to get them put them back in so the yeah. poles don't snap for example because they could snap easily and then the costs are hard to come by but then we've got to like put them back in the corner and then everyone's got to go to the seats which are all all over the cop so it is a bit of a hard thing to do sometimes, but mm. it makes the cop look look good, which is the most important thing. I mean, how do you feel as well? You know, we, we only touched on it briefly at the start, Adam, about about the idea of, of there being a tradition. There is a tradition. You know, you, you you watch old matches, you watch European Cup finals. There there are flags there, there are banners there. There's the checked flags in Rome and all that sort of stuff. There's, there is a big tradition of it with Liverpool and when you look at other clubs it's less of a thing for them you know you go to Old Trafford and the Stratford ends not dressed like the cop is you know what I mean in every respect there um, but you know they, they just don't have it there isn't the same culture and when Liverpool get to a big final you know everyone has well not everyone but lots of people will have a go at making a flag making a banner you know they want it to be witty they want it to be good they want it to be remembered I mentioned you know the, the Igor, Igor Biscam one earlier which lots of people remember that's actually poor Cope, one of the lads who comes on the Anfield um, so fair play to him for that but you know there's other lads there as well who've had to go I mean how important is it to you that, that you keep up what is part of Liverpool's identity isn't it yeah for me it's massively important um, you mentioned about Rome and that's one image for me always looking back I look at the Czech flags in Rome and that's something that from an early age the image just captures you straight away well, right, it wasn't at Anfield, but you look at it and you think uh, it's a great sight to see. And then you'd obviously look at images of the cops swaying, not just flags, the scarves, um, everyone all as one. And it's just something that, it, it, I say, it's an identity for the club. And it, it's not just about us. I think that's a, a thing a lot of people seem to forget nowadays. They just think, oh, the lads with the flags will, will do it. They, they don't have to play their own part. And... I've noticed over the last two years or so, there's a lot less scarves on the cop. Mm. And people will say what they want. They'll say, oh, I'm not taking a scarf, it's wool to do this, or, <laughs> or whatever else. They'll, yeah. have, they'll have their own opinion on it, or I'm not having a scarf, I'm going in the pub and I'm having bevies and that. But when you look back, even only in recent memory, 
the Chelsea semi-finals, the cops absolutely decked out with loads of scarves and their images that, that stick with you and their image does that for me are what the club's all about. I'm not saying, all right, ne- next week everyone take a scarf, but it'd be good if a lot more people couldn't do no, it. No, it looks good, doesn't it? I mean, you, you look, and not just for you never walk alone. I mean, you know, when when there was the thing which seems to have died off a little bit of just spinning the scarves as well after yeah. a goal and things like that, it looked fantastic. And it's another thing, I, I guess, Sam, for someone like you, I mean, you know, you've got to be you've got to be inspired to, to want to get involved with all this. I mean, I've mentioned a few times on shows and I'll bore people with it again here, but, you know, my lad's, my lad's only nine, but already I'm a little bit worried about him that he's not getting into it. He's not getting into it enough. I've, I've tried taking him to games and he's a bit like, nah, last 90 minutes, that it's too long on board and all this sort of stuff. And it's, it, but if you get into it from a young age, you want to spin scarves, you want to fly flags. You know, that's a good thing because... You know, there's loads of conversations got that go on about the age of the cop and the age of a lot of people. And so we need the likes of you, your mates, and, and there's a great picture, isn't there, of you and your mates mm. that went semi-viral almost because it was like almost... And that's mad in itself, isn't it? Because it's like, look, look, there's young lads on the cop. Well, well there should be. Yeah, the, like Adam was saying before again, the people on the cop now just think it's not their turn anymore and it's got to be passed over. And we need to keep passing it on to generations, like you said, with your son and that. And it is important for younger lads to get involved and, you know, be going week in, week out to see what it's all about going to match. So when you've got a, a group now like yourselves and, you you know, you're calling yourself Spying Cop 1906 and all that and got yourself a following on Twitter, Facebook, people in general know you're the lads that do the flags like you said before. I mean, wh- where else are you going with it? I mean, at, at the times where you, you mentioned not wanting to be in the club's pocket and I get that. There's been times little statements have gone out, haven't they, about like about like the ticket protest and things like that you got behind that. You used your sort of the, the leverage you've got, if you like, for things like that. I mean, how does all that work? Do you all get together and have a bit of a chat and say, right, collectively we want to do X. Do you know what I mean? Because you haven't got like you haven't got like a website, have you? You haven't got like a constitution. It's just you said yeah. before, it's just a group of people that have come together. Yeah, it's mostly just a, a gang of like-minded lads. Don't get me wrong, there's plenty of things we'll disagree on, whether that be what we're going to put on next flags and stuff yeah. like that, or just things like the walkout, or if we're ever planning on doing things. I don't think we ever want to sort of push our views on people and say this is what we believe it should be. It's just, as a group, that what we think is right, and if people want to go along with that and go, well, yeah, that they are good ways of doing flags or they've done well helping with the protest. If people see us as a tool where it can be pushed forward, then that that's great. We're, we're happy to, to help and do these these types of things. But I think we're, we're, where do we want to go? The ultimate aim is not just having flags, it's just to create a better atmosphere mm. in the grounds. It's something that gets talked about all the time, whether on on shows like this or whether it's in the pub we all know there's a major problem with the atmosphere inside Anfield and it's not, it's not going to be in big cup games or big league games the crowd pick themselves up for, for them type of games but it's something that that the club seriously need to address we've seen the picture as you mentioned of Sam and the younger lads there's not enough of that the, mm. the club needs to realise that these lads are the future and uh, I'm not going to start saying that that people of an older generation don't deserve to be in a cop because they've saved the time, they, they've been there, that's what they, they've been brought up at. I know when I certainly get older, I won't want to be getting moved on, but 
there needs to be provisions in place where we are getting the youth in it or like your son they won't ever get the chance to go there with the mates and mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of kids now become disinterested to go in there with the parents and stuff like that but they're not there as a group of mates and it's something me personally I'm not speaking on behalf of the group but if that's the way the group was to go I'd love not more for us to be encouraging the club to be saying look this is what needs to be done you just need to protect the likes of Sam and his mates and encourage more to be getting in the ground I mean it, it is difficult and we've talked about that on other shows and and you know I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be on one of the, the forums that the club have set up and it's been talked about there as well but I think there is a, a general view that it would be good to get more kids in the ground I mean you know Sam what Adam mentioned there is, is key to it I think I mean I'm going to do the back in my day, but you know it was still standing when I first went on the cop, and I could just go with, and I did just go for the first time ever with lads who were in my class at school. You know, I literally went. They were like, "We go, do you want to come?" Because I didn't never go with my dad or anything like that, and um, and that was my first experience of the cop standing with me mates in a spec, just to the right of the goal, to the back, blah blah blah, and then that was our spec. Then and we always went and like we. It's much easier to sing and shout, isn't it, when you stood with your mates? Mm. Than, and plus, as well, I guess the reach is a point in me, you're 16 now. You probably don't want to hang around with your parents, do you? <laughs> no, not anymore, but it makes the match a lot more enjoyable, especially with your mates. Like, there's yeah. no better feeling than when you score a goal. Um, but, like, you're all going to be disinterested if you're not with your mates. You'd always want to be with your mates, especially around about my age. So, the club need to realise that's a lot more important now than to create an atmosphere and. Local young lads to be around each other early. Yeah, because it's not like as Adam said, it's not just the flags and the banners. I mean, we're all proud of that. And we all think that they look great and all the rest of it. But it's songs as well, isn't it? I mean, you know, songs are going to cut. Lots of songs. Again, we've done separate shows on this, but lots of songs just come from like pop songs, things that are in the charts and stuff like that. Well, look, I'm 41. I'm not listening to what's in the charts. I'm listening to stuff from about 20 years ago because that's what you—that's what lots of people yeah. do. They listen to the stuff from when they were young. So I'm not going to start. I, I, like I love the Van Alzheim song, but I wouldn't have started it because I don't even know that song. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know it as the Van Alzheim song, not as whatever the pop song is that inspired it. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm an old fella, I'm your dad. So you need that as well, don't you? That's another reason why, again, because you're more likely to get these songs coming from the likes of you and your mates. You're more likely to get the a bit of the wit and the humour, perhaps, as well, from, from you and your mates, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, that is important with songs and that, you know, the club are recognised for things like that, atmosphere and songs, and it's something that needs to be carried on over future generations. So, it's a fan on. culture, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's a whole fan culture, and... You're keeping alive the fan culture in terms of flags and stuff like that, but then you're forgetting the fan culture of like where the atmosphere come from, and it's something that gets talked about all the time. But the older generation, they they forget they they were there with the mates. They could stand alongside the mates, go up, get a ticket on the day, and they're all there together. You you go there now, and you're not even stand. All right, you might all be in the cop, but you're nowhere near each other. Mm. It depends where where your tickets are actually in the grounds but it, it going back onto the arguments with Stanton which is a whole different thing again and and going to the safe Stanton route there's got to be a point where I don't think just Liverpool but football as a whole sits up and takes notice and think the atmosphere inside football grounds is it, the whole culture of football slowly finishing and there needs to be a point where before it gets too late clubs the Premier League whoever it may be say 
we need to do something to reverse this because let's let's be honest, unless it is a big game, it, it is pretty hard to enjoy at times when you're just sitting there and there's no singing, there's no atmosphere going on around you. People might think, oh, you're there to watch the football, but you're not. You're there for the whole experience. You're there for the atmosphere and everything that goes with a game of football. If you lose the atmosphere, it's not the same game. And the, the annoying thing about that as well, what you've just said, is that but, you know the club and even the Premier League will benefit from the fact that there's an atmosphere. So it, it's in their interest because, you know, again, this is nothing new, but one of the things that has annoyed many fans at times is that on the one hand, you know, there seems sometimes a, a real push to make ticket prices as, as high as possible. But then on the other other hand, you'll get like the club or the Premier League market and look how good the atmosphere is at Anfield or look how good the atmosphere is in the Premier League. And so with that, you know, if the, if the Premier League wants to go around the world and sell the rights to the football and, and as part of that package say, these are the best fans in the world, they get behind their team, you can hear them on the telly and all that, well, they've got to make it right for us, the people who go to the match, haven't they? Definitely, and you're spot on about the market and thing. We've been all around the premises of the club, Melwood, Anfield, and stuff like that. And you see images of all our flags over mm. there, all on they're on on walls everywhere. The Melwood, I say, the grounds, and you see these images. And at times in the past, they've made it hard for us to do these things. They, I remember one time they come up with an idea saying that we had to wear. ID badges and, and wanted us to wear jackets and stuff like that and you're thinking hang on on one hand you're marketing these things for the benefit of use to sell your global brand elsewhere and then the lads who are actually doing it and you're putting the time in you're trying to make it difficult you've got to you've got to work both ways and think if you alienate the ones who are trying to make the atmosphere better you'll lose, your, you'll lose it for good it'll be gone and you'll never get it back you'll turn into the likes of Chelsea where you're handing out Free flags or Arsenal who have lads waving flags for the moor employees, club flags. It's not football, it's not, it's not, it's not spontaneous. Yeah. The, the greatest flags on the cop have always just come off someone who's just done there and created a witty banner, not something that's marketed by the club, and they're in danger of losing that if the way football. I mean, I mean, you've mentioned about that. You know, the, there's there's seemingly a bit of a better relationship now. You know, aided and better by by Tony Barrett, and that you're getting a bit of a you know some space now to put these flags together. Is is there anything else that you think? Is there another step that the club could be making? I mean, one thing that comes to my mind when you were saying that is that you know we were fortunate enough when Liverpool played over there to go to have a chat with um, the supporter liaison officer at Borussia Dortmund. And it was really interesting there the relationship they've got with fans because obviously they're you know they, they've got the M behind the goal and it looks fantastic with the flags and the banners and the big tifos and all that sort of stuff. And I was asking how all that worked. I was like, you know, how, how did they get that to the ground? Because it's massive. And he went, oh, we helped them. And I was like, what well, you the club? And, it, and at times they, these banners have been protesting against the club, and still the club have gone. It's it still sound because there are supporters. They actually send the van out and go and pick all the all the flags up, bring them to the ground, help them set it up. And you know that's almost in in our in our culture, if you like. That's that's unheard of, isn't it? Yeah, as say in Europe, clubs the relationship they have with fans. I don't know whether it's a case of that. They need to have that relationship because if they know they lose their fans, there's nothing backing up. Whereas I think for a long time, we've been guilty of they're not bothered if they lose us. There's a big massive waiting list. They can market it. And this isn't against 
like any overseas fans or anything like that because we have plenty of lads who come and help us in the corner who, who aren't local lads um, but I think there's no fear of the club in losing the likes of this because there's another seat filled and for a long time the club were along the lines of well if we fill a seat we're not bothered yeah we don't um, care who it is yeah. but I think things are slowly starting to turn now where I think the importance as you say it's I don't know whether it's because they want it to be that way but I think they're starting to realise the importance of um, marketing an atmosphere and um, you'd hear fans coming and singing the likes of Where's Your Famous Atmosphere and stuff like that if there is no atmosphere there they, they don't really have anything to market they don't have things to, to go abroad and go on pre-season tours and go oh, look at this great club look at the atmosphere we generate and stuff like that if it's not there it's never going to attract anyone to to support us um, it works both ways There's, obviously you've got to be doing well on the pitch and you've you've got to be grinding out results but if you've got that atmosphere to back it up as well it makes it a much much bigger draw and you mentioned there about sort of people pitching in helping you out and all that sort of stuff is there a way if there's people listening in who are, who are passionate about it and, and want to help you out want to you know Put the put the flags and banners together, or even I'll just fly them on the cop. Whatever is is there a way they can get involved? Is there a way they can get in touch? Is there a way they can help you out? Yeah, we um we're, we're not a closed shop by any means. But on Twitter, a lot of the time we ask for help with the flags. If anyone ever wants to come over, we're under the scoreboard. Normally forty five minutes before kick off, getting in there helping set up. But any time up until kick off, if people are there, do you want to? come over themselves or they want to bring the kids over if we have anything spare that that's there we're, we're more than happy to to pass the spare flags that we have out to to help contribute it and a lot of the time we have kids come on over who've never done it before and you see the smile on the faces and stuff yeah. like that and it's, it's a great feeling seeing that you're, you're making a day just by doing something as simple as passing a, a flag along to them and you think I've made that kid's day there and hopefully he'll go home and then he'll think the next time I'm going, I want to do that again, and it, it just it builds on from there. It gets some momentum, and people want to keep coming back and doing it, and then they can con- contribute more themselves. And they'll think, Well, I'll get my own flag made, or I'll come in and say to the lads, What do you reckon on this? And that's exactly how Sam and his mates come along, as he said, from the coach welcoming. That's where they first seen it, and then they thought, I want to, want to become a part of that. And at first, Sam just used to come out help out with us and that and now we've got him throwing in his own ideas and he's coming up with his own ideas with his mates and they're coming along helping us paint them and being a, a massive part of it and these are the lads we want to pass it all on to and hope, hope they carry on and yeah. they go on to the next generation and the traditions of the club keep alive by doing it that way and, and you sometimes put things out don't you as well just sort of saying you know if you've got a particularly big idea or a big a big banner that you just want to do on the cop or whatever as we mentioned earlier, there's obviously the associated cost. I've seen you put out a few things from time to time to time to say, you know, if people want to chip in. I think you've also got like sort of stickers and badges and stuff that people can buy that go towards this fund that helps to pay for all that stuff. Where, where can people find all that? Is that on your Twitter as well? Yeah, if they, they go onto the Twitter page, most of the information will, will always be on there. We um, have a PayPal account um, for, for donations, but in the past we've had merchandise t-shirts and, and things along them lines at the moment we've got a, a sticker range which seems to be very popular um, with like fan culture now people 
especially going to European aways, they love taking stickers with them, plastering them all over walls and stuff like that. So we're selling them, and um, the, obviously the proceeds that we get from all them contributes to to the flags and whatever future displays we've got in line. Obviously, we're, we're just marching ahead in Europe and keep going on. We want to get as far as we can, and the aim is to, later on in the, the competition, go even bigger and better and have some really good displays, hopefully kicking on to Kiev. And do you look do you look anywhere for inspiration, or is it very much you you know you just you're, you're keeping it about Liverpool? I mean, what, the reason I say that is, you know, we we've done some stuff around safe standing with the Green Brigade lads at Celtic, and obviously they've put on some really impressive displays, banner wise, tifo wise, and all that sort of stuff. Is there any plans to go even bigger, or, or and and do the kind of gear that they do up at Celtic Park? That that would obviously be the ultimate aim. You, you see some of the displays across Europe and. They're absolutely unbelievable yeah. to do that. Obviously, you've got to have a, a lot of funding. Um, there's various ways different clubs do it. It's through merchandise. Some clubs have crowd funds just for a certain display and stuff like that. But we have to have the backing of, of everyone, all of our fans, to do that. If you want to you wanna do something as big as that, it takes an awful lot of planning, an awful lot of time. You'd need a, a massive help from the club in terms of organising it. It's not just... A case of holding up comes with plenty of regulations to it, and th- there's been things in the past where we- we've had to have flags in certain positions because you don't want to block people's views, things like that. So there's a lot that goes with it, a lot of a planning behind the scenes. But obviously, um, the clubs with these fans they work together. It's something that we'd love to aim with with the club and and working together to produce these types of displays. But as I say, but we are entirely self-funded, so the only way we could ever get to a stage of that is is by getting the support off the, the rest of the fans. If the support was there, we'd, we'd try our hardest to do something as good as the likes of Celtic, Dortmund or, or any other club you see in Europe putting these displays on. If you want to support these boys, uh, if you're listening in, um, on Twitter, Twitter's been mentioned a couple of times, just at SpyingCop1906 on Twitter. Uh, as, as mentioned, donations accepted towards flags and banners uh, via PayPal as well. If you go onto your PayPal, you can actually send money to an email address. That's how they do the donations. And So if you want to do that, it's SpyingCop1906 at hotmail.com. Uh, but but as mentioned by Adam there, if you if you basically follow them on Twitter, you'll start to get an idea about what they're about, what they're doing, and what they're planning for the future, and when they need a bit of money towards big banners and displays and that sort of thing. Um, well, thanks very much to Perias for coming in today and having a chat about Spying Cop 1906 and about the culture around flags at Anfield. Uh, really interesting stuff. Appreciate you taking the time, and hopefully people listening in, I'll support you and get behind it because I think, as as said all the way through the show, it's really important that this culture. Adamfield continues. It's one of the things that makes Liverpool Football Club special. One of the things that's special about our fan culture. So long may it continue. And thanks a lot, lads, for coming in. Sports Social Podcast Network.